Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1, located on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is St. Ambrose's sports radio show, Schistel Speaks Sports, here on KALA. And, as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is February 15th, 2024, and it was a somewhat cold and a bit of a windy day here on the campus of St. Ambrose University and in the general Quad Cities area. Not too bad, just, you know, one of those days, first time in, kind of feels like a little while, a week or two, that shorts were a bold play for today. Um, But overall, it's been a good day. Not too many classes for me today, only one. Uh, Had a busy morning, an eventful morning, but outside of that, it's, it's been a good day. So, just like last week, I've got about eight different sports to talk about, so it'd probably be smart to jump right into it. With that being said, let's start it off with the track and field team, as it was yet another successful weekend at the SAU tune-up from the Wellness and Recreation Center here on campus. For the men's team, it was a second-place finish out of seven teams competing in the meet. The B-men totaled 146 points and scored well individually. To start, the men's 4x800 team qualified for nationals with a first-place finish. The Bs had five other first-place finishers as well on the men's side of things, totaling six. Outside of those six first-place finishes, the men had 12 top-five finishers. For the women's side of things, it was a first-place finish out of the six teams competing, totaling 198 points in the meet. Though the women didn't have any national qualifiers in this meet, they had seven first-place finishers, four on track, and three in the field events. Outside of the seven first-place finishes, the women bees had another 18 top-five finishes. Adding on to that, thrower Ushlin Utterbeck had a day in the shot put, crushing her PR. She went from a 10.76 all the way to an 11.93. Both the men's and women's teams will be going back to Bourbonnet, Illinois this weekend for the CCAC Indoor Track and Field Conference Championships. It's a two-day meet both tomorrow and Saturday, so good luck to the Bees as A, they hope to have a few more people qualify for nationals, but at the same time, they're also just kind of hoping to, you know, win the conference. Uh, Last year, for the men in the track and field indoor championships, it was a second-place finish out of the eight teams that make up the conference. And for the women, it was a fourth-place finish in the CCAC Indoor Conference Championship. So both teams kind of looking to rebound and place better than last year. Women's team at least going to be looking for a top three, but obviously number one. I mean, in fact, it's probably a top two finish they're looking for. And then obviously for the men's, they're looking for the conference championship win. So again, good luck to the SAU track and field teams at the indoor championships for the CCAC. 
Now the next sport I have to talk about is the SAU wrestling team as they had a weekend that, you know, probably want to forget. Fighting Bee wrestling team traveled to Des Moines, Iowa for a matchup with Grandview. The wrestling team got swept across the board by Grandview, losing with a final team score of 50 to nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. Grandview is very good. As you know, when I was making this uh, this list of what I wanted to talk about, Grandview was sitting with an overall record of 12 and 2. So a very good team. You know, obviously a hard one for the bees to lose. I feel like it's probably not too common that you get across the board swept like the bees did. But when you were playing an opponent, or I guess when you are competing and wrestling against an opponent that barely loses in the year, it kind of shows just how good that opponent is. So looking ahead for the Fighting Bee wrestling team, the fellas will be in Oskaloosa, Iowa for the Heart of America Conference Championships tomorrow and Saturday. Both days kick off at 9 o'clock a.m. Good luck to the Fighting Bees as they look to bring home a conference championship just like the track and field teams. The next sport I have to talk about is the bowling team, as both the bowling teams had big tournaments this past weekend from from Indianapolis, Indiana, for the Hoosier Classic. Starting it out for the men's team, it was a 16th place finish out of the 78 teams competing. As a team, the Bees rolled a final score of 8,653. Zach Green was the best bowler for the Bees individually, coming in 16th place while rolling a 219.7 average over six games. Now, this is the first meet that the Fighting Bee men bowling team have not placed in the top six at a tournament, but to me, that does not matter. I mean, this team has been dominant, and I consider out of a 78-team field, 16th place is quite good to be placing in, so... You know, when you look at the uh, schedule online and you see, you know, one tournament that is not in the top six, top five, stuff like that, I I don't think that you can really look at that and judge this team because, like I said, 16th out of 78, I personally would take that. Obviously, I'm sure the Bs were hoping to place higher and do a little bit better, but... That is nothing that I would shy away from or be mad about if I were the coaches. For the women's bowling team, it was a 22nd place finish out of the 66 teams. As a team, the Bees bowled a total score of 8,336, just a little bit over 1,000 off from the victors in Pikeville. Coming in 14th individually and the best bowler for the Bees was Marissa Bills. Bills bowled an average of 213.67 over the six games she competed in. Now, just like this men's team, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the women were hoping to come in a placement that's a little bit better. However, I still think coming in, sick, sick, uh, coming in <laughs> 22nd out of a field that holds 60-plus teams isn't too bad. I mean, when you look at that, you're in the top third. And, uh, yeah, I, I would not be too mad about either one of those placements. Like I said, though, I'm sure both of these teams were looking to do a little bit better, but at the same time, you know, you can't always come in first. You can't always place top five, and, I mean, that's that's life. That's sports. So good job to the bowling teams.
These bowling teams now have quite a long break ahead of them, actually, as they won't be in action again until the beginning of March. Uh, I'll talk about them again when that time comes, but this next episode or two, don't expect to hear too much on the bowling teams. Now, the final sport I have to talk about to wrap up the first half of tonight's episode is the swim and dive teams. Uh, After a bit of a break from the season, the SAU swim and dive teams are ready to be back in action. Starting yesterday, the swim and dive teams have been in Hobart, Indiana for the Liberal Arts Championships. Now, I did look on a few different athletics websites, but so far there are no scores to actually report on from Hobart. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, they're waiting for the whole competition to truly wrap up. So the Liberal Arts Championships continue tomorrow, and then they will end up ending on Saturday. So, I mean, you know, you look at that, you got four days of swim and dive competition, all from Hobart, Indiana, and the Liberal Arts Championships. Uh, You know, I'll have some more official stats and scores in next week's episode. And for now, to the bees, hopefully you are performing well. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have some good news to report for the next episode. So with that, that is the end of the Swim and Dive Talk, and that's going to do it for the first half of tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports. When I return from this quick station break, it's volleyball's early season struggles, basketball's postseason hopes, softball's season opening sweep, and some baseball cancellations. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday night. I'm Ryan Schistel, and this is Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you, and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. Tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not gonna gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the communication.
communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. The emergency communication center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W1AW out. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, I know. I, I just need to finish the sales report, and then I'll lie down for a bit. But shouldn't I... No, I'll be fine. You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Listen to these tracks. Yeah, the way you move it, you got me in a trance. DJ, tell me, yeah. Ladies, this your jam. I'm a super scout. Davenport and K291 BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. I'm Ryan Schistel, and this is the second half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show. Schistel Speaks Sports. In the first half of this evening's episode, it was track and field, wrestling, bowling, and swim and dive talk. Now in the second half of the show, I've got originally scheduled four more sports to talk about. Now, some of these sports have been in season, others are just getting started, but I might add one or two more sports into the mix just very quickly as, you know, the way that the show is running right now looks like I'll get over a little bit earlier than anticipated, so might just throw a quick little sports talk in there about a few more sports, but... We'll see where the rest of the night takes us and what these four sports look like when it's all said and done. So, starting it off, let's talk about the SAU men's volleyball team. And if you can recall from last week's episode, the men's volleyball team started the year off on a slide going 1-5 through their first six games. Since then, it's still been a bit of a rocky road for this men's team as over the weekend, the Fighting Bees had four games from Sioux City going 0-4. On Friday, the Fighting Bees took on Morningside and Missouri Valley, where both of those two teams defeated the Bees three sets to one. Then on Saturday, the Fighting Bees were swept by both Dort, Iowa, and number 5-ranked Grandview. Sitting at a record of 1-9, the Fighting Bees returned home on Tuesday for a matchup with Culver Stockton. In that one, it was yet another loss for the Fighting Bees, this time coming in at three sets to one. The Fighting Bees won their first set and then lost the next three straight, 
The largest set loss for the Bees was five. So I find that a bit interesting. You know, Culver Stockton comes in to Lee Loman Arena and beats the Bees three sets to one. However, earlier on in the year, Culver Stockton, a school from Missouri, took on the Fighting Bees in St. Louis, and the Fighting Bees won that one three sets to one. So one of those things where the Fighting Bees, you know, win in Culver Stockton's home state. Culver Stockton comes here and beats the Bees in their home state. So looking ahead, the Fighting Bees actually have a varsity doubleheader that is going on tonight. Uh, the Fighting Bees are taking on number 15 ranked Mount Mercy as the first game of tonight's doubleheader started at 5 o'clock p.m. That one is wrapped up. Mount Mercy getting the sweep over the Bees three sets to one. In the first set of this matchup, the Fighting Bees were bested by the Mount Mercy team 25 to 20. Then, in set number two, the Fighting Bees lost once again, this time with a final score of 25 to 19. In set number three, where the Bees were looking to avoid the sweep, it was the closest final score of the three sets, with a final of 25 to 21 in favor of Mount Mercy. With that win, Mount Mercy moves to 9-0 on the year. The Fighting Bees move to 1-11. And really, you know, just looking at some of the stats, the percentages of, you know, just the overall percentages that the Bees had were a .174, a .190, and a .143. Only in that third set did the percentage for Mount Mercy fall below a .2. Uh, set two, it was a .611 for Mount Mercy. So, you know, uh, a key teller, I also think, looking at the stats. And the full game, the Fighting Bees only had 26 kills, and yet Mount Mercy was able to rack up 40. So overall, it was a hard one for the Bees. Johan Schupsta was the best for Mount Mercy in terms of kills with a total of nine. The best for the Bees looks like it was Mikolaj Zialanka, who also had nine. However... Fighting Bees still fall to 1-11. Game number two of the doubleheader tonight starts in about 10 minutes at 7 o'clock p.m. Again, like I said, Fighting Bees taking on Mount Mercy. Those are being played here at Lee Loman Arena on the campus of St. Ambrose University. So it'll be interesting to see what the Bees can do. I think falling to 1-12 would really kill the Bees. They're on a 10-game losing streak. Fighting Bees are now 0-4 at home, 0-4 on the road, and 1-3 on a neutral site. And another big reason why I think the Bees really need this win in Game 2 against Mount Mercy is, you know, just what's what's coming up. After this one, the Fighting Bees open up conference play, where on Saturday, the 17th, the Fighting Bees will take on St. Xavier, who is ranked number 13 from the Shannon Center, in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, that game starts at 11 o'clock a.m. Fighting Bees will actually be in 
the Shannon Center a couple times throughout the year, it looks like. But bees actually with two games on Saturday. So, like I said, they take on number 13, St. Xavier, at 11 o'clock a.m. And then at 1 o'clock p.m. from the Shannon Center, the Fighting Bees will take on the Milwaukee School of Engineering. Now, I don't know about you folks listening in tonight, but I have always been a firm believer that if you are a school like St. Ambrose University, really just any named school, if you take on teams that are, you know, School of Engineering, School of the Arts, stuff like that, those should really be games the Bees win because, you know, if if you're looking at something that is strictly a engineering school, well, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think athletics are the number one priority there. But at the same time, you never know. Uh, good luck to the Bees in Game 2, and good luck to them this weekend. Now, as has been the case for the past few episodes, the Fighting Bees basketball teams had two games this week. For the women's team, the week started off with an 81-44 loss against number 19 Indiana South Bend on the road. Abby Walter was the B of the game in that one, as she was the only person on the team to reach double digits, putting up 13 points. She added six rebounds, an assist, and a block to her night. Then, just yesterday, the Fighting Bees took on Roosevelt from Lee Loman Arena at home. KALA was on the call for that Valentine's Day doubleheader where Roosevelt got the best of the Bees, 75-58. In that one for the Bees, two Bees reached double digits, both Abby Walter and Caitlin Thole. I would say that the best Bee of the game would have to be Caitlin Thole, 14 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, and a steal to her name. Abby Walter, 16 points, 10 rebounds, and three assists, uh, no steals or blocks. So that's why I'm going to give mine to Thole, just adding at least one to a few different parts of the stat sheet. Uh, you know, overall, not an awful game played by the Bees. You know, that 75-58 to 58 looks ugly, but if you were at the game, you would know that the Fighting Bees, you know, played better than the score indicates. And it kind of all fell apart for the Bees, I would say, in the start of the second quarter. Bees were only down by five at the end of the first, but they got outscored 22-12 to 12 in quarter number two, and that's where, you know, it slowly started to fall apart for the Bees. The Bees could not stop Jayla Turchin for Roosevelt, who put up 22 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, and a steal. But the story, uh, the storyline for Turchin, not uh, four for nine from beyond the arc. That number you would think was way up for Roosevelt. So looking at where the Fighting Bees now sit at this women's team. They have an overall record of 6 and 16, a conference record of 6 and 11, and that puts them in 8th place of the conference. For the men's team, the week started with the loss to Indiana South Bend, 91 to 71, where Colin Wainscott is my player of the game coming off the bench and putting up 20 points with the steal. Yesterday for this Fighting B men's team, it was a 91 to 65 loss against number 11 Roosevelt where I would say 
my player of the game for the Fighting Bees is going to be a team I got. 13 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 blocks credited to his name. Uh, outside of that, Will Spriggs put up 14 points. Grant Mason put up 13. And one thing that really interested me about uh, Mason, Mason started the game off 3-for-3 three three from beyond the arc. He got those first 13 points in about the first 5-10 to 10 minutes of the game, and then he went scoreless the rest of the way through. Now, nothing to discredit Grant because he played a heck of a game, and you know he was kind of the heat check for the Fighting Bees. However... You know, once he hit the bench, uh, personally, it seemed like he sat a little too long and just kind of cooled off from there. So now both teams have two games this week on Saturday. It's the final home games of the year against Indiana Northwest at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock p.m. KALA will be on the calls for that one. That is the final home game of the regular season, like I said. And then on Wednesday, the Fighting Beasts travel to St. Xavier for a matchup at 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock. Good luck to the Fighting Bees in that one. The next sport I have to talk about is softball, as the Fighting Bees softball season got off to the best possible start. In the first of three dome tournaments this year, the Fighting Bees had four games this past weekend. On Saturday, the softball team demolished the College of St. Mary's by a score of 6 to nothing. And then they followed that one up with a 3-1 to victory over Cornerstone. Emily Erickson had a no-hitter going into the final inning, but lost it in the seventh in that game against Cornerstone. Then on Sunday, momentum was carried as the Bees defeated Viterbo four, game, or four runs to nothing. And then they beat Culver Stockton three games, or I'm sorry, three runs to two. In that 3-2 victory, Alyssa Schumacher went 2-for-3 from the plate, picking up two RBIs. Kara Lenningkamp started pitching, going four and a third innings, giving up two runs, one of which were earned. She also struck out two batters. Chloe Mitchell finished the game, going the last two and two-thirds innings, giving up no hits and striking out one. She got the win in relief for the Fighting Bees. This Fighting Bee softball team now has Dome Tournament number 2 this weekend. On Saturday, they take on Mount Marty at 10.45 a.m. and Madonna at 5.30 p.m. Then on Sunday, it's another game against Madonna at 8.30 a.m., a bright and early start, and then they will take on William Penn at 5.30. Good luck to the Fighting Bee softball team as I hope to get out to a game or two this weekend. Check out few friends I've made on the softball team over the couple years I've been here at Ambrose. Looking at the baseball team, the baseball's opening series against Kansas Wesleyan was canceled over the weekend for reasons I personally find best not to talk about. With that, opening day for the Fighting Bees is scheduled to be this weekend. It's a four-game series this weekend against Mount Marty on Saturday and Sunday, with two games each day. Both days will find games at noon and 2.30 p.m. Now, I find this a bit interesting. St. Ambrose will be the home team for these four-game series. However, they will not be played at Modern Woodman Park. They will not be played in Clinton, Iowa. In fact, they will not be played in the state of Iowa at all. 
the Fighting Bees will play in Omaha, Nebraska, as, you know, like I said, it just kind of feels weird knowing that the Bees have a home series in a completely different state, but Mount Marty is from South Dakota, so, you know, I suppose no team's really going to have a good crowd following them, at least I wouldn't expect, um, you know, those South Dakota fans of Mount Marty make their way down to Omaha, Nebraska, hats off to them, but... Either way, I feel like neither team is going to have that big of an advantage except for the Bees being able to hit second. So good luck to the Fighting Bees in that one. So that is actually going to do it for this week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1. As always, it was a busy episode talking San Ambrose sports, and you can find this episode or previous ones on KALA streaming services such as Spotify or SoundCloud. As a friendly reminder, you can tune in live to KALA HD2 106.1 or the Fighting Bee Network to listen in or watch the Fighting Bee basketball games on Saturday for Senior Day. Another reminder, this Saturday, February 17th, following the basketball games, KALA and SAU-TV will be hosting an alumni night in the Galvin Fine Arts Center, where you can meet myself and my fellow students. Tours of KALA and SAU-TV will be available. I believe you're going to be able to buy some KALA merchandise, and I believe we will have some appetizers and beverages available for you. Uh, this is in an effort to, A, better promote our programs, raise some money to send our students to the numerous award ceremonies we get nominations to, and, you know, give our students a way to market ourselves better. The hours are from 5.30 to 7 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. Uh, I'm very excited for it. I'm hoping some of the alum that I have either worked with or met in my years here at Ambrose come back, as well as some other people that would be, you know, nice to talk to um, and, you know, kind of hear some experiences they had compared to my experiences here at Ambrose and Stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, it should be a fun night. Pretty, pretty excited for it. Hopefully, my voice won't be completely destroyed from the two basketball games earlier on that day. But even if they are, what are you going to do about it, right? With that, this episode is officially over. Once again, this has been the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and as always, go Bees.